0: Hey everyone, welcome back. This video is, um, is called Inventory. We're going to talk about our daily self-care, our weekly self-care, monthly, just how do we how do we check ourselves to make sure we're still uh, on course and achieving our task. So today we are with David Teal, who is the Executive Pastor at Trussell First United Methodist Church, Dr. Stephen Strange, who is our Senior Pastor here at Trussell First United Methodist Church, and my name is Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor here at Trustwell First United Methodist Church. So before we get started, would you like to pray a sin?
1: Sure. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this time we have to gather around the table to have this faith talk about self care. God, we pray that you'll just help all of us to determine what is best for us each and every day of life to be able to be the best version of ourselves that you have called and created us to be. Help us to discern what is the uh, lifestyle things that we need to be doing each and every moment to keep serving you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So self care is a is a regular and an intentional process. It's devoted to ourselves. And that seems weird for, for us to say, I'm devoting this time to me. But if we're going to be the best person we can be, then we need to go through some self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one of the things uh, about self-care I tell people is we have to be careful of burnout. Right. So when you're serving, the way I describe burnout is you're running a marathon. And there's all these stations with the water. And you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. So you start passing <laughs> stations, and you're not, re, you know, hydrating yourself. And uh, before you know it, not only are you off course, but you're out in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. There's no one around. Right. You can't see anybody. You can't hear anything. Maybe and that's some That's probably buzzards.
1: what's going to happen if you're not drinking yeah. water, right? Yeah.
0: You know, you might hear some buzzards yeah. flying, yeah. but um, but you're so off course, you don't know how to get back to where you were. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to get back to uh, the nutrition that you need. And so we experience burnout so it's really important for us to do self-care so self-care there are different forms you have a cognitive you have that quiet time you um that's your inner detoxing you have to look at all the little toxic things in our lives that uh that through the day Mm -hmm. maybe it's gossip at the water cooler maybe it's something simple that you don't think about or uh, maybe it's very intentional that someone just gets under your skin, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just trying to figure out how to make them as miserable as you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, then there's the the lifestyle. You gotta sleep. You gotta have your nutrition. You gotta hydrate. Um, we need good habits in our in our uh, fitness. Then we have community. Uh, spending time with our with our loved ones, our support system, um, kind of getting rejuvenated that way. We have leisure and fun. The activities, uh, I know your family goes on hikes and stuff like that. We see pictures. Uh, getting out and doing together, but still there's fun and activities. Mm. And in the quiet place. And for the quiet, that's just getting rid of all the distractions. But that's also a place where we can come into the presence of God, right. into like a serenity place. Mm. So what are some of the things that um, you guys do for self-care? you're full-time ministry uh-huh. you're 24 7 ministry yeah. basically what are some of the things that you guys do for self-care
1: so um some of the things that I like to do is I try to get a walk in each day or some form of exercise of course with the gyms being closed all you can do is walk ride around right ride. Um, I also have to try to have a little bit of prayer time and quiet time somewhere because mm-hmm. when you hit uh, the doors here typically when we're running full force It's constantly going, 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 and you're constantly interacting with others. So having that time to myself, so um, it's been really nice. Even though we can't do things normal right now, getting here and no one's in the office. It's just me and God, and that's really (laughs) nice. So um, I do that, and then um, we we try to get outside as much as we can, get some fresh air just Mm -hmm. to breathe and just to see nature and just realize that. You know, no matter what you're going through, there's a bigger world than you and what problems you have, and just trying to put things back into perspective. And then I journal, particularly if I'm going through a time when I feel highly stressed Mm -hmm. or vulnerable or frustrated, I write write all that out to get it out of me and on paper, and it really helps to kind of process uh, what I'm thinking through. So there's some of the things I do.
0: Okay you guys well I think well
2: I ride my bike a lot and so that puts me at a like because a lot of times my bike rides are you know an hour to four hours depending on what where I'm riding and what I'm doing and I think that's part of it then I write um, and I usually try to spend an hour to two hours in the morning with God. It doesn't always work that way um, because of the schedule changing, but at least three or four times a week you have to get that. I think one of the hardest things to do in today's world is to get still and get quiet. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's the, we have so many distractions and so many hand distractions and, you know, I mean, we've always got something in our hand we're looking at and it it tends to pull us off. you know, and then I think, you know, having not just a... It's important to have prayer time set aside, but also to have a constant dialogue daily with yeah. God, you know, to the point where sometimes people even think, man, he's crazy, he's always talking to himself. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm talking to God. But I, I think those are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think right now we're at another point where this daily self-care like David suggested is pretty tough for people yes. because people that are used to having all right, so I go to the gym at five forty five not right. me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. certain people I go at five forty five and then I take my shower right. and then I do my quiet time and then I'm at work. And that's just not the norm right mm-hmm. now. And I think with everything closed, it's funny I saw yesterday where one of the um, gyms in town. I think it's even here in Trustville, has now put their uh, mobile gym on the back of a, um, a I saw that trailer. A truck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and so they have clients, and they're going house to house, keeping their six foot distance for people that want to be there. Because I think that is such self care, you know. Because mm-hmm. self care encompasses mind, body, soul. Right. You know, it's not just a lot of people take self-care, but they spend a the lot of their time in one area, right. not necessarily dividing it among. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, 24-7. It, but <laughs> There are th- times where you intentionally, and, and I mean we do this, and uh, we don't really apologize for it, but we do turn the phone off for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just an hour, uh, yeah. we feel like that no matter what, you know, I had a minister friend of mine tell me one time. He said, "You know, before the um, the invention of cell phones, I was never at anybody's back and call. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, know, like I if it. they left a the message at the church, I got the message the next, the next day. day. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we live in a time where we kind of foul up people's self care too, because we feel like we got to have it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I don't send that text or I don't have a response. Uh-huh. You know, and that's just the world we live in.
1: Well, they even have those um, apps like Constant Contact that give you that impression. You've got to constantly be engaged. Yeah. You've got to constantly interact with individuals. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, a friend of mine, she had um, she'd actually not been on Facebook for three weeks. She was caring for someone who um, broke their leg, and so she was running errands. And so She said, so by the time I got home to my children, I was exhausted. Uh-huh. She said, then the next thing I knew, three weeks had passed, and I had not even opened any of my apps, especially Facebook. Yeah. And she said, I realized I don't really care. I love y'all, but I don't care what you're doing in your life. Mm. She said, I love y'all from a distance, but... Yeah. I don't have to know what you're eating for supper. <laughs> I don't have to know that um, you went to Walmart today and had to wait outside before you went in. Right. She said, that's not going to affect my world any. Right. None. Uh-huh. She said, but but spending the quiet time as her child turned four and she's looking forward to delivering her next one, she said, I enjoy just being with my little ones.
2: Uh-huh. And that brings me to another topic it's something you said that that i think you ask about ministers especially but i've met ministers like this that um the reason they do care so much about others is so they can avoid their own self-care yeah. mm-hmm. you see that a lot with caretakers it's kind of like i'll fix every problem that's out there but i'm not going to deal with mine yeah And I I see that all the time in social media, where I'm like, you want to fix the world, you want to fix these problems, but you probably ought to start with you, you -hmm. know. And And because they don't, they're amplified. Right. And and that's what it does. And I think think there are even times in my ministry where it was a lot easier to work on somebody else's stuff than it Mm -hmm. was my stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I do. I, I think because when we have to deal with our stuff... Um, we have to deal with it, right. you know, and um, I think there can be a huge avoidance that says, as long as I stay busy over here doing this, I ain't got to deal with this. And then before you know it, this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. I think back to a, to a guy um, that I did a funeral for several years ago in a church. And you talk about self-care and he was a good guy. He did for everybody. But he refused to go to the doctor. Like his wife would beg him, you just do your regular checkups. Just no, I'm not going. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And so, what was a minor ailment that could have been taken care of a year Mm -hmm. in advance Mm -hmm. turned into full stage four done, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, I think, you know, uh, sometimes we we ignore uh, the inventory and the self care. And I think the reason we do it is because we know what somebody's going to say, we just don't want to hear them say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, I told somebody one time that I wanted to go to a doctor that weighed about 450 pounds of smoke and drank all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said, they, they, they don't exist. <laughs> 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 and, and so I think, you know, we, we do get, you know, it goes back to our last conversation with the, you know, with the accountability and, and support group. Until we do this, we can't really have that support group because we don't know what we mm-hmm. need what we need help in.
0: And that's hard because when we're doing our self-care, we're emotionally attached to every single thing we're looking at. So when we're looking at someone else's situation, we're not emotionally attached. Yeah. So we can step in and out of their situation and it not phase us. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Really holding up a mirror and looking <laughs> in the mirror at ourselves. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That that's because we are our worst critics, we are our worst everything. Um, but that's also where the enemy likes it. He he likes using us against us. Yeah,
2: we have a saying in the preaching profession that if you listen to somebody preach long enough, you'll understand what they struggle with. Absolutely, because they always go back to it. It's it's their it's their struggle bus is what mm-hmm. I call it, and um, you see that with a lot of people. So you know. A lot of that is trying to do that self evaluation. Talking about the mirror, we had a young kid in our um, that we were teaching that we were working through the candidacy process when I was at River Chase. And I still remember he had got up and preached a sermon one Sunday. It was one of his very first Sundays. And I asked him how he did. And um, we were sitting talking and just kind of untucking it. And he said, well, I just pretended like there was a mirror in the back and I was talking to myself. And I thought, what a great way of looking Hmm. at things. Because what happens is most of the time what you're struggling with, if the Holy Spirit's leading you, there's somebody else out there that's struggling with it. Now that doesn't mean you have to stay on the same thing all the time. I mean, God's going to change. But But it kind of goes back to that thing you can't preach a sermon to everyone else
1: that you haven't preached to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Even in CR, when you're getting ready to do a teaching, God takes you through the learning curve right. before you can deliver mm. the message. And you're right. there. There, There's parts of you in that that somebody needs to hear you survive. Mm. Because at that point, they probably feel like they can't survive it. Right. But you can't deliver that message if you didn't go through some, some self-care, yeah. self-evaluation, look for clarity, discernment, and um, and a new set of eyes. And sometimes mm. we physically need... A different set of eyes to talk to us and see the situation, but that's scary because you got to be vulnerable. Right, right. That's very scary. So Jesus commanded us to uh, to do self care, to love ourselves, and but also to love our neighbor as ourself. Every time I hear somebody quote this scripture, "Love your neighbor as yourself," my very first question is, "How do you care for yourself, though?"
2: Or do you love like yourself? Or do you yes, yeah, do yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I've often asked that question. I think I've even in sermons said, How can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I really think you're right. I think loving yourself is once again harder than loving other people. Mm-hmm. Because you know more about you than anybody else knows about yeah. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That that's who it is. Absolutely. You know, it's kinda like and I and I say this and I really mean this. I I, I don't it's not a cliche, I promise. Like, I stand in front of people every week, but I really should not be there. Like, I know it's only by the grace of God, because I don't really a lot of times match up to what I should, and I understand that. But then that's who God uses, too. Yes, He uses that, um, because if that was the case, we'd never have a speaker and celebrate recovery, and we'd never have anybody that could preach. But that's a hard part, And, and so I think if you truly do want this self-care you got to learn to love yourself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then I always ask the question who is my neighbor
0: right because I I did a short video and I haven't uh, posted it yet but it's talking about your spiritual subdivision (laughs) and there are cars coming in and out all the time many of them do have a driveway destination many of them are coming in just to see where the weaknesses are Mm -hmm. and those people often have never dealt with their own self wounds mm-hmm. so they're looking for someone else's wound to deflect mm-hmm. to to defer attention um, so you have to be careful what your lawn invites or looks like uh-huh. because there are people coming through your spiritual subdivision looking for an open opportunity to deflect their hurt or whatever somebody's seen in them onto you mm-hmm. so you have to be very careful after um, I Sent that to a friend of mine, and she sent me a um, message back, and she said, you know, it's it's funny you said that. I've had someone trying to spark up a conversation with me that I had to remove them from my life because they were nothing but drama. Mm -hmm. We couldn't have any good times, laughs, or anything. There was always a dramatic conversation. Back to middle
2: school. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, absolutely. (laughs) And she said, here we are again, and she said, "You sent me this to. I, I wanted feedback from her before yeah. I posted it." She said, "I think this message was just for me." <laughs> I said, "No, I have to be careful too. We all do. You're right? But if we're doing self care, we know where our weaknesses are. We know where where we need God to show us how to change, fix it, um, grow, prune. But we we can't forget that there are those out there that refuse to see their own. Mm-hmm. So they would rather deflect onto." Our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. Um, and that just makes the wound larger. Oh yeah, Yeah. makes us withdraw more.
2: Well, and I think that's one of the things you see at church. And I tell people all the time the difference. People ask me all the time, "Well, what's the difference in a CR service and a regular service?" And and I tell them all the time that a a CR servant service is very much more transparent in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. if we got up on Sunday morning and, and and we tried this, maybe we will try this. And I said, all right, I want somebody, I want everybody in here to yell out a sin they're struggling with this week. I guarantee it'd go silent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It would. Um, and the reason is, is because we we've done the self inventory, but we're scared to death of what the way the world's going to see us. But the truth is, they probably already see us that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm you know that's i think for me that's the the hardest you know part of somebody comes and says now nah, don't you tell anybody <laughs> and don't you and i and and i'm not going to tell anybody cuz i mean that's the confidence part and anonymity but i'm like really in my mind i'm going everybody already knows yeah you yeah. know yeah. everybody already knows no. and um, so i think that's just being real and that's the 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 part of self carry an inventory that where where the realization is mm. that really talks about if you're really going to truly repent and do differently this is such an important step and you have to inventory and say where do i start and, and it's just kind of funny um i tell the story about this all the time too but um we had a lady that was coming in our church one day and we had put some ashtrays out for the celebrate recovery people and um she came through the, 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 the door and she was, she was doing an Emmaus something early in the morning. I had a letter in the building and she said, Why do y'all have these ashtrays out here? So I thought I'd be funny and I said, Well, that's why I go to smoke between the services. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, she didn't crack a smile. Uh oh. <laughs> and then the next thing she said, Well, that's why we don't have those kind of programs at our church because I don't want people, you know, smoking. Out on our, our church, it gives us a bad name, and I thought, no, really, it it doesn't. And the reason that 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 I know and you know and you know is that they may want to quit smoking, but that's yeah. not that that part of the self inventory. That's, that's not got the worst yet. thing yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. That's not yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I would much rather them get a job or or get off the drugs, make amends with their family. There are things that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and why. And I think that's part of it. I think that goes back to this whole, once again, being honest. What I really wanted to say to her, you want my honest opinion, is what are you dealing with? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because apparently, if you're so on this, you've got something you're dealing with. Well, like you always say, hurt people hurt people. They do.
0: They do, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I th- that's where I always, um, before I know it, I speak. <laughs> not meaning to speak so quickly, but my usually go-to is um, did you know that Jesus took thugs? He redeemed thugs. Uh-huh. The thugs are the ones that spread the gospel. Did you know that? Yeah. they weren't the priests, they weren't no. the perfect, they weren't uh-huh. the cleaned up. they were the rough, the I'm gonna tell it like it is, most real, most transparent people and that's who spread the gospel mm-hmm. and they were willing to die. And they, they did horrible deaths. Mm, right. Um, but they never wavered.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and that goes back to because the religious people in that time would not do a self evaluation. Absolutely. Right. Jesus was saying, This is why I've come. And they're saying, Well, that's not good enough. Right. Or that's not what we, we don't want to do. This. We right. don't need, yeah. you know, we want you to look at us, not judge us. And, right. and, and that kind was just crazy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: And when you got people in recovery, they have already told all their junk. Uh There's so much that is known. There's probably not an ounce that's unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't fear it anymore. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. know that uh, Jesus went to the cross. They are forgiven. They have repented. They're doing the amends. They're taking every step they can to stay in obedience, um, including the self-care and having their accountability team and everything they can. So... When you throw something at them like that, they actually laugh at it. I've right. seen them laugh. Like, really, that's all you throw at me? Words? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because they, they will be the first ones to tell you, um, you will not stand in front of me on Judgment Day, so mm-hmm. I will not fear you now, but mm-hmm. I will fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he said his grace is enough. Mm-hmm. And they are very convicted. They, I mean, you're not going to make a move, but they've done the self-evaluation. They've done the self-care. They've done the inventory, and they've been delivered from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. Because when you ask them in their addiction, they were in the grips of hell. They will mm-hmm. tell you that they knew at any moment if if Jesus did not save them, they were done for. Because they, they couldn't do it on their own.
1: Right.
0: So yeah, I, I think that's another reason why I love a recovery ministry because they're not scared to share the junk with you. They will tell you, like sometimes I have to go, okay, TMI. That's yeah, okay. You don't yeah. have to talk about that to me. T- that's that's oh, yeah. T- yeah. yeah. Let me let me find you. A, all
2: the details. Yeah. Just let me find you a guy the, to talk to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, but I love it because they're so real,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I learn more from them. <clears throat> many times, scripturally, because if they don't understand what they're reading, they don't just stop there. Mm-hmm. They will research, they will dig, they'll go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You explain it to me. They'll go to an elder in the church. They'll, you know, they want to know, and so I love having conversations about their what took them through their inventory. Uh, to get them to where they are, because mm-hmm. it's an amazing journey to hear. So, guys, this, uh, this um, video is called Inventory. We're talking about daily care, weekly care, self-care. I uh, hope you've enjoyed our talk. Um, so remember, as you're going forward, there's nothing wrong with self-reflection. Look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Many times we need to look in the mirror and say, I forgive you. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things to say. So before we go, would you like to pray us out?
2: God, we know that um, doing this self-examination and inventory is so tough sometimes on us. And yet, God, it is really what is the first step in repentance. God, we can always say, I'm sorry, but not change anything about our lives. And that's just really saying, I'm sorry. It's not really about being different or doing different. And, God, sometimes we like to point other people's flaws and and shortcomings out so it makes us feel better about ourselves. And, God, as a church, we should never try to throw somebody under the bus to feel better about ourselves because, God, we are all sinners. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Scripture says. the scripture also says in there, for while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, not when we were done, not when we were complete, but while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so God, that Romans 5, 8 promise is written upon our hearts. And God, we just pray today that we would check and examine who we are. And God, in doing that, we'll realize whose we are. And that we're a child of God. God, thank you for this time we've been able to spend together. Thank you for sending your son to pattern self care and inventory for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
0: So remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.